Hey, stupid bitches. <laughs> we're back. And we're all female yet again. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As a global pandemic situation, the coronavirus. Paris, she's a fucking grimy hot. They close the bars. It's only getting worse. I felt the sniffle. I need to fucking panic this anyone. We're talking about practice, man. The Kardashians look look soft as fuck. The 49ers have made it. Bad motherfucker. Don't taste me, bro. Stir crazy. Stir crazy. With Mike and Lauren. <laughs> we're back, and we're all female yet again. Finally, I'm finally beating the patriarchy. I got two fucking of my own podcasts, and I am so excited today because I have needed female energy to have this conversation for the longest time. And as we know, Mike is absolutely no fun. Um, I wanted to talk about all things sex in the city. Do we feel like we still love sex in the city? I don't. But I have other people with really strong opinions about this in my life. And they wanted to take me to test. So I figured, what better way? Let's just open up the floor. And you're about to listen to an all sex in the city. Totally hot. It's not got. Well, it's totally hot goss. Sex in the city edition. Vag pod number two. And I'm going to now turn it over to my VagPod executive producer, Megan. She's back, guys. She's back. (laughs) Thank you for such a warm intro. Love you. Uh, On today's show, we also have from Los Angeles, California, my other bestie, Heather. Hi, Heather. Um, And uh, up in SF-ish with Lauren (laughs) is our lovely adorable smart as shit shalini she makes me feel stupid yes so stupid so stupid so stupid (laughs) say hi shalini to the to your adoring fans hello hello everyone we're so excited to get shalini on this because you know she's in demand she's like important and doing real things that people like need stuff from her and she has kids and shit so thank you for joining (laughs) us happy to be here we feel very 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 happy to have you all right, guys, so let's start with kind of like, we'll start with my overall premise and we'll we'll work from there. Recently, because there's nothing to do, um, I have been revisiting so many different television shows that either meant something to me or I, I felt like were mildly entertaining, so on and so forth. Mike had never, ever watched Sex in the City, which I found crazy. So because I like to smoke marijuana, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to get high. He's going to get high, and we're going to, like, we're going to do this, right? Turn it on, and I just, I I hadn't really, like, connected to them in a while. Like, I, I don't, if it's on, like, uh, E or whatever, E replays them, right? You'll see, you know, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll be like, uh-huh. I mean, we ha- let's be real. We have them all memorized. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, oh, this is the one that that happens. So I was like, okay, this could be fun. So I'm watching them. I watch one and I'm like, eh. And then I watch another one. I'm like, eh. And he's totally not connected to it. And I just had this overwhelming feeling. I 
think part of it, it's super dated. It feels very dated to me. And this show that was kind of like a part of our our consciousness, like a popular kind of feminist, you know, everyone connected to characters and stuff like that just didn't mean the same thing to me. And then Megan told me I was crazy. So I just wanted, and I am a big tomboy. I'll put that out there. So I needed my my true Vag crew to kind of argue with me because I also love an argument. And that's why we're here today. <laughs> so it opened up the floor to my hoes. I like my money right where I can see it, hanging in my closet. I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. Oh. I want to enjoy my success, not apologize for it. Bravo, honey, bravo. I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? I don't believe in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I just believe in parties. <laughs> I think that it's dated in the sense that when you look at certain aspects like technology, obviously it's right. way behind, right? Right. But when I think of the big picture of the series, because they're not all perfect and some of them are better than others, mm-hmm. but is as a whole, like, I think the themes still are relevant. And I mm-hmm. think that you can, they can very much apply to stuff that happens now. And it also was interesting for us or for people our age, because we watched it as college students thinking, oh my God, this is what happens in your mid thirties. You and mean last sudden, year? We, I mean, we're still, we're basically just out of college. <laughs> yeah. guys. I mean. But then you, but then you hit it when you're actually the age and you're like, oh shit, that is true. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think some of it's like, some of it totally works. Some of it doesn't. I think like the stuff that comes up that's a critique of the series as a whole is totally fair. And like, what, like Carrie's probably like in reality would be super annoying. Super like, annoying. Think about like but, everything going on right now. Would you want to be quarantined with her? No. You couldn't help but wonder. Like, da, 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 you know. But I think the, uh, I for me, the series as a whole totally holds. And I liked what they did with the personalities of all of the characters and how they d- intentionally tried to cover a lot of ground with that. And then I think, you know, I was reading something. I think that it's true that they made the male characters so one-dimensional. Because, because it wasn't about the men. I agree with that. It wasn't about the men. And there weren't any series before that that really did that and said this is about the women and the men are totally like ancillary. And then I think it led the way for like shows like Girls, right? Where then all of a sudden you also have female characters, but the male characters were in a lot of cases on that show way more interesting and complex. And Girls, another started strong for me. Like I was really connected. Yeah. And then Hannah's assholery. Like those, those are a new generation of people in my opinion that you re I also have rewatched that, but I don't want to get too much into that. But talking about like fucking assholes, that was some assholery. Shalini, what, what do you think? Um, do you have any like feedback? Like, so, so do I agree it's dated? Yes. Yeah. But with any show, right. So it was a, a point in time and I think it was so representative of that time. And like Heather said, the the themes are the same, right? So the relationship issues they were having or friendship issues they were facing, those are all still things that we would face now. So I don't, I don't know that it's dated in that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So of course the technology and stuff, 
but the, I, I think for me, at least like kind of how Heather mentioned at the time it was aspirational, right? Because we mm. were in our twenties, these women were closer to 40 and to me, it was like, wow, is that what life is going to be like in my 40s? Like, I can't wait, right? Like, they're living it up. And now in my 40s, that is not the life I'm leading. Um, and and so also a follow-up follow to that, though, Shalini. Thank you for yeah. bringing that up. But um, like I mentioned, Shalini intellectually shits on, like, most people that I know in my life. And, hey, I find myself to be pretty intelligent, but she shits on me. And uh, educationally wise, like you were on a certain track and you continue to be a certain track, which is amazing. So going along with what you just said about your perspective, do you think in them or some of the characters, at least not? I couldn't see you relating to a Carrie. I could see you relating to Miranda in terms of your your you know professional sure. goals but yeah. um but personality you are a charlotte uh to me um was there something in those characters like a miranda or something were you like oh yeah this is why i'm busting my ass because i'm gonna be walking around manhattan and manolos and fucking like sorry to your husband who's probably gonna listen i'm gonna be you know having casual sex with some some weirdos that I'm never going to talk to again yeah um so yeah great question I think you know I think it's all relative right so at the time when I was in my 20s and my friend group then uh I might have been less my my friends were very conservative right so (laughs) young Indian women all just trying to get married right out of college but smoking Um, pot guys smoking That pot. was me being very risque in college, <laughs> smoking pot. I but I think, you know, to them, I bit might have been more of a Carrie or a Samantha or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were very, like, extreme Charlotte or extreme Miranda in some things. Um, but for me personally, I think at that time in my life when I was actually watching the show, I could, I could see parts of me in all four characters. And I think that would ring true for a lot of people, right? You see, you kind of connect to different parts of each of them. But yeah, definitely Miranda for the career aspect. I think definitely Charlotte for just kind of being wholesome and what's good and right and wanting, you know, that family life and things. Um, and then, yeah, just, I think I wanted to be more like Carrie and I wasn't. Um, so I think I thought in that way, right? Like she was who I want, wish, you know, living kind of very curiously through. Um, but knowing that I would never end it for- <laughs> Right, right, right. Sorry. What about um, you, Megan? Where where do you fit into that perspective? Like, when you look at it now, do you still feel the same way about the characters and all of that? Or do you have a different perspective since you're a little bit older or whatnot? <laughs> That's all relative. Yeah. Um, I had often fantasized about running into my ex and his wife, but in those fantasies, I was running into them with a truck. I think that most women that are out in the dating scene can relate to that for sure. Um, this is true. This is true. Well, what about me? I mean, this might be shocking, guys, but I most closely resembled Samantha, the the uh-huh. most uh, sexually liberated character. Um, 
ball breaking and stuff like that. Like definitely at that time, or, but I also always felt connected. It's easy, honey. They don't call it a job for nothing. Intellectually to Miranda, myself. So I was like, Samantha, sexually, because I was doing work in these streets, okay? I was doing some things. And let's just say my favorite thing to say is I gave up anal sex in uh, 2006, and it's true. Um, but, you know, it's just like I was out here doing things, you know, in and just like chucking and fucking and fucking and chucking. And, and I... I was an independent person. I still am an independent woman. But also intellectually, like, I, it didn't project because of my outward persona, but I also, like, have always felt connected to Miranda. Like, I have a lot of drive. I'm very competitive and stuff like that. But then, you know, I'm also a creative. So, and if you've seen my Instagram stories, like, I tried to even, like, little things like, um, Instagram like I tried to put that kind of like thoughtfulness that I I am carry on the fucking laptop in the window at times mm-hmm. um but I also just think that Carrie and more so as I got older I like my money right where I can see it hanging in my closet I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it I want to enjoy my success, not apologize for it. Bravo, honey. Bravo. I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? I don't believe in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I just believe in parties. Carrie's kind of an asshole. She's very narcissistic. What do you guys think to that? Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. She's very self-involved. So it's funny, like that episode with the shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where her shoes get she get stolen at the kids' birthday party. The shoe shame. The shoe shamer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, they're just shoes, right? right? And I can see back, you know, I can see it from Carrie's perspective. But I was like, okay, get over it. They're they're a pair of shoes. Like, let's move. They're four hundred dollar pair of shoes. But it wasn't even like it wasn't even that she wasn't gonna get over, or that that it was about the shoes. It was about. Tatum O'Neill thinking that her life was more, like what she spends for money yeah. is more important because she has a family versus somebody who's chosen single person. Which is, ooh, and Which I'm is not a, saying this, I'm not saying this because Shalini, I, I've never felt this way because of you, but I will yeah. say that there are some, and Heather, I'm sure you have friends like this that have kids as well, that once they get married and have kids, it's almost like they think that they won a fucking medal in life and that us us non-partnered or non-childbearing, knock on wood someday, but like that we're, we aren't like living our life. Like it's like whatever trials and tribulations we're going through somehow isn't as important just because we haven't gotten married or had it child what do you think and that's about still it? very relevant yeah percent still oh yeah it's still I mean, fucking happening I have, all the time. I have examples of things like that that right. have happened recently so yeah what do you yeah, think i think that's carried well in the years for sure but that was what it was more about it wasn't about like how much her shoes actually cost it was that yeah. it was more important heather do you have any asshole friends that are married with children <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, 
I was going to say, I feel like my, um, my crew that are of the close crew that are married with children are like, of course, happy to be, but they also get it. And there's some, like, Thanks there's some God. grass is greener, right? Like absolutely, it goes both ways where, you know, I was just talking to one of my besties who's like, you know, I like, she is underwater with what's going on right now. And she's like, you know, you should be not, she didn't say it this way, but I took it as like, I feel kind of blessed to be in the position I'm in dealing with what's happening. And, you know, everybody's got their own, I think no matter what phase you're in, you've got your own struggles to get through. And like, you just have to figure out what you're secure and confident with. Um, But for me, when I look at the characters and like the themes and the stuff that it brought up, that's the kind of stuff that I think is super relevant. Right. Like, and it's like, even like, the episode where uh, Miranda really doesn't want to do a baby shower and Charlotte's like, we're doing a baby shower. It's like some people are just like that inherently. And I'm, I think when I look at the show now, and even probably then if I was being honest, I always felt, uh, and what the genius thing was, was that they made the combination. So like obvious that most people are a combo. Yes. That I felt like, Miranda and Carrie were more my side of the street than Charlotte or Samantha, but I still appreciated. Or there's like things that Charlotte or Samantha did that would apply, but like you just identify or connect in certain ways with certain characters, right? Fuck yeah. And also, I, Charlotte though, I have never connected with Charlotte on any level, and you all know me for a long time and very well. And I feel very comfortable in that statement. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't relate to Charlotte's, but I have a lot of Charlotte's in my life. And I love them very much. But like, you know, um, yeah, fuck, man. Going back to the shoe thing, another shoe and kind of asshole cariness is when... Carrie and Aiden broke up and Carrie didn't have the ends for her fucking apartment because Aiden was like, buy me out. And so she goes to Charlotte who had just gotten, gotten divorced. Like she was getting divorced from his name was Trey, right? Big Kyle McLaughlin fan, you know, Twin Peaks fan over here. So we, we love a Kyle McLaughlin reference, but you know, again, asshole Carrie goes to fucking Charlotte and it's like, I'm in trouble. You got to bail me out. And she's like, it's not, you can't tell me just because I need to get like, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. You don't get to tell me when I get to get over this. Okay. So perspective on dollars on shoes and I have no place to live. I will literally be the old woman who lived in her shoes. Now that was a good one. I will say. Shalini, you might have some unique perspective on something like this. I do. So my only thought on that, though, I do think that was unfair of um, Cherry to ask or expect Charlotte to give that money. But Charlotte didn't earn that money. No, she didn't. She did that not. That was a gift, and it wasn't something that she worked hard, right? I mean, okay, maybe she worked hard for it in her own way. But she but had money before then, too, I feel like. Doesn't she? she that was married money, though. That was trade. That was. That level of money was. But I felt like... Wasn't she already a wasp, like a rich waspy white girl? Anyway? I mean, she was a wasp, but we were talking about aspirational. Mm-hmm. I think 
Charlotte, if she, if Charlotte was a real person, you know, uh, whomever Charlotte was when she was younger aspired to be the Charlotte that she became. That she was. So yeah. that was a status symbol of, of, of it all. She would never have gotten that no. uh, condo from that family. Hell no. Hell old no. money, old money, don't. No way, no way. I, you know, I grew up I, I, very lucky by all means, but I come from immigrant parents and not like the wasp immigrants. Like, so uh, any privilege that my immediate family and stuff like that have, it's because of, oh, sorry, no problem, is because of my, my dad's hard work and because of the immigrant work ethic by all means. But, you know, I ran in circles growing up with old money Hillsboro people. And let me just tell you, totally right, everybody. Old money would rather jump in a grave with their bank account than give you anything. Even if they have so much more where that came from, they they don't, they would never, no. And especially New York social, like, like yeah, no money way. circles, like that. That's one thing, like, you know, because my family originally is from New York and, and, and so on and so forth. And that was one thing I think that they did a good job of is there was a lot of truth to kind of the social caste system of everybody, the downtowners, the, you know, the Upper West Side, Upper East Side, stuff like that. That was pretty, pretty real, but fucking awesome. I will say... In the six years this supposedly took place, the amount of single men that they found, and I know in New York there's a lot more single dudes than a lot. But I would say my friends that live in New York are having the same, like, bitching about the same thing that, yeah. One of Heather's best friends from home, it's the same thing. But, like, the amount of dudes they date is unreal. Like, I told Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I went, like I said, I went through a hoe phase, phases, periods, whatevs, and I didn't run through that many. Well, I mean, I think it also worked for the show, right? Because each episode you had a different person coming in that brought a new storyline and you could get in and out of it unless they were somebody who was going to stick around like a tray. Um, And it's kind of nice to watch, too, because of the disconnect from technology and the no, like social media or cell phones or apps like it was it's fun to watch it's almost like like seeing big call her home line and leave a message on an answer yeah it did make you like be like oh i used to come home and see who was on my machine okay that's a good question side note did did everyone here at some point did your parents let you have when you were a teenager have your own line everybody okay yes yes why did oh, I know Shalini, you Charlotte Shalini? How did I know you were gonna say that? Uh, okay, what about when you got your first cell phone? Did yes. you go through your phase of the elongated voicemail message that dro- drove your parents absolutely insane, and they told you to cut that shit like to two seconds? I know I did. Spider webs by no doubt was that. Oh. The, that. Uh, <laughs> Megan, I think what, you had that too. What year did you get? What year did you get your first cell phone? Junior year of high school. I think it definitely was. Well, it's my high mom's, school. but I stole it from her. Yeah, it was my dad 
gave me, I think it's a company that's not even real anymore. Like, Eric's, is Ericsson still a company, people? I don't know. No. I don't, you know, I don't think so. I had the great, the big fat gray Motorola flip. I had, the first Motorola I had was probably, you can't see because you're listening, uh, listeners, but like, it was long. Like, it was a big, like, early cell phones were not, not cool, cool man, but, you know. Um, I didn't get one. I held out and didn't get one until my senior year of college, just because at that point it was wait, like, wait, what did you just say? Wait, wait. At all. wait so you're one, like Carrie. I, I, thought the, I thought the idea that you could track somebody down or get them at any time was like horrific. Did Wanted you no have hard. a pager? No, my sister had one. Also, uh, listener, if you see uh, my face right now, I am horrified. Yeah, I got the T-Mobile. It wait, was like... Wait, wait, wait. You whatever. didn't have a pager? No. Shalini, what was your pager code? SS55. Megan, what was your pager code? <laughs> 21. So I had, I, um, I was very versatile. I started with a 19, but then I changed to 33 because of the Smashing Pumpkins song. <laughs> <laughs> Showed you were my fucking God, I miss being a teenager sometimes when I like tell stories like that because it was so stupid. Uh, Heather, did you know pager language? No. <gasps> She's like missed an entire generation of. What the? Now, the irony oh. that I worked in tech and I really don't have any like. Important. Like, so that is I, not. I could go. I could go to no cell phone now. I could go back to a home line and be fine. Oh yeah, easily. She'll be sitting at home with her phone and she won't respond to you for like eight hours just because. Heather, you are my <laughs> fucking idol, but I'm also horrified. Shalini, <laughs> do you still know pager code? Yes. Ah. Oh. I feel like we should bring it back. I feel like I still text Pernil with pager code just for fun. Sometimes. Oh, well, Pernil. I feel like it was just a few years ago we did a group text in pager code. I feel like we did too, like in the breakfast club stuff. And yeah. I I would just like to shout out again, first of all, the most downla- downloaded episode still is the phone a friend with Pernil. Don't mean to give him a big head, but he already has one. Also, the king... <laughs> The king of anoraks. Except Chanel. when he hangs out with us and we put him in his place by telling him how great Chanel is, Ch- Chalini is and reminding him that he's married up. Yes. He, yes. And also when we get mad at him for being such a Libra and both sizing everything, it drives <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, he can't help it. I advocate all day. Heather does it too. Oh my God. Heather, what's your sign? You're a cancer. Cancer. That's weird to me because you guys usually are not. You must have um, some air in like your Mercury or something like that. But anyhow. She is a cancer who doesn't ask why the way that we do. She. She's the most level-headed cancer I've ever met. Heather, I need your birth time. I want to do your chart. I believe you probably. Wait, what? A.M. or P. Okay, put it in the group chat. Yeah. I will later do your chart because I'm I'm thinking she probably has some air sign in her. That's how she can both sides things. And then she must have some fire to not give a fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Shalini. Uh-huh. So, Hello. Hello. I think one thing that's always uh, 
you know, been a question amongst Sex and the City fans yeah. is Team Aiden versus Team Big. Oh, well, there really actually is no comparison because we all know it's Team Big. No. Do we? Do we? I don't think we all do. We don't agree. You fucking assholes. I've been fighting this for how many decades now? Okay. Why? Shalini, let's let's start with you. Yeah, let's start with me. Number one, he's not even attractive. I'm sorry. He's a big man. I get it. But I don't find big attractive at all. Aiden, round two, all day. Aiden, haircut? Haircut. Okay. Megan. I mean, that's not even a question. Yes, it is, because you guys are stupid. (laughs) Fuck. He's Aiden all day. All day. Um, Aiden, so I feel like Aiden is... So over you people. See, now it's getting hot in here. I'm putting on my sunglasses. It's real shady. Aiden represents the good guy and big... They're overrated. And I feel like... Nine times out of ten, I generally will pick the big. But at the end of the day, the Aiden is who you should want to be with. I'm glad that you finally admit that. Oh, no, I know that. As someone who previously only, I was exclusively a big dater and who somehow found a fucking Aiden. Stop it. I see you in the corner clapping. You're an asshole. Love my Aiden, but... Since then, I generally go for the bigs. So, you know, that's... I just was attracted to him. But Me I feel too. Like if Thank my you. friend was dating him, I wouldn't be, like, supportive of him. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. But as I used to say when I used to date bigs, um, it's not i'm not asking you to date him i'm yeah. dating him so yeah. like i just want you to like support me and like i'm pretty smart and you should just trust me <laughs> the other thing i thought was interesting when i was you know, looking, you know what I'm when, not I was, when i was looking stuff up i thought this That's was interesting. heather you gotta watch the finger <laughs> mike you have to edit this <laughs> mike <laughs> edit you know what i'm not pulling your hand through this again i'm not asking you to hold my anything we're just having lunch. <laughs> it's a huge mistake. It is not a huge mistake. It's lunch. Wake up, Karen. How many more times are you going to go through this? He is bad for you. Jesus, every time you get near him, you turn into this pathetic, needy, insecure victim. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that you're more than willing to go right back for more. So- <sighs> Thanks for re-traumatizing me. Anyway, the floor is yours, Heather. I'm mad. <laughs> so, she's not wrong. Uh, I think with Big, what was so funny was that he represented, I read this and it made sense to me, like the reason that that they ended up together is that he represented New York. Oh, come on. Yeah, I think it's true. I think that they made that character intentionally so quintessential, like old school New York, that it just kind of synced up and worked. And that's, that's what, like, John Corbett had said in an interview, too. But I re- also read that it was supposed to be they offered it to Alec Baldwin. And then I thought to myself, like, oh. I, love him. like I love him, but if he had taken that role, Mm-mm. it would have been so different, you know? So, so it's different. funny how that works out, too. Also, Heather and I had an encounter with Aiden at... Where were we? Wait, Bel- like, really... Aiden or like John we were, Corbett? I think tw- oh John Corbett. We were like twenty three. He's or married to Daryl Hannah, no? She saw him. Yeah. She's oh. with Neil Young. Mm. Daryl Hannah's with Neil Young. Oh yeah. Um, mm. 
We were 23 or 24, and we went to this club in L.A. called Falcon. Mm, never and went there. I don't remember specifics. He was at the bar, and the next thing I know, he was lifting me up in the air. Oh. He's a babe. Casual Friday night or Wednesday night or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we went out. I love I Northern like, Exposure. He was very good in Northern Exposure. Shalini, did you ever date a big? Or have you always been like an Aiden dater? I think I've always been an Aiden dater. I would argue that if you had known your husband earlier, he's kind of a big. Yeah, he's the closest thing to the big. I would say he was the more challenging of the guys that I've dated. I probably always dated Aiden. But you okay, got him in line. Feel the mix, right? He's mm-hmm. the all of you for the story. We love you, King of the Anorak. It's like we you were you. there with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but we all are. Please say we're all like gonna agree on this. We didn't need burger. What was that? What was that? What was the point of burger? I feel like that was the year that she was actually in real life pregnant, and they were just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> I think one of the, um, I had read that one of the writers on the show had the post-it note incident happen to her. <gasps> are you on gallery view? <laughs> the the producer is not happy right now. <laughs> are you on gallery view now? No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Mike, edit this again. Mike, edit this. Oh, uh, Burger broke up with me on a post-it. Hey, take control of your show, babe. Wait. <laughs> Mike, did you hear that? Mike's like, get control of your show. Please hey. keep that in there. Hey, I know you're threatened that Megan's coming in here and, you know, outproducing <laughs> you, but just chill out. It takes a village. It does take a village. Now go go be silent where you belong. Just plot us some more time here, babe, on these photos. How did you... Let's not... Okay, anyways. Shh. I'm not talking to you anymore. Shut up. Uh, shut up. We're talking about girl stuff. Go away. I know, texting Pernil. Do that, crew. Oh, did you just hear him? He's like, I'm texting Pernil. I'm Zooming with Pernil. I'm br- in here. Oh, you're going to Zoom with Pernil. Good. Oh, Have fun. Oh, good for you. You and the Anorak King. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hey, guys. Wait, who's that? What is that? Oh, sorry. I don't want to blow up the spoiler. Um, I want you not. For anything not... for you. I, yeah, exactly. Um. When we're not on this, yes. I want you to meet Heather. She is in editing of La Videos. Ooh. Ooh in La Hollywoods. Okay, well, enjoy the show. I'm yeah, edit, stop I'm talking a... to me. You're you're going to have to edit. Megan's right. You're going to edit this, Well, she's asshole. obviously in charge now. Oh, she's in charge. Yeah, and we're telling you to shut up. <laughs> Anyways, that's my Aiden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would venture to say he's borderline as well. If he was big, he would have just walked out, by the way. He does that too. Listen, mm, there's been some stuff lately that were very big like. Anyways, but we are moving on because we're all happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like Burger, I feel like it was like she was pregnant. It was a shortened season and they're just like okay but i will say the post-it and being at the club bed and that line about like we we went to bed or whatever like it was good 
It was good. But well, like, I also will give Burger. He was the. He's just not that into you, deliverer. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And I mean, yeah. I think that was a, an important concept of all of our lives. Like in our our older, as we started to get older and started to date losers, like that it's whole true. like kind of like mindset. Like you know, as women, we tend to, you know, we we. We want to big each other up, but sometimes you did have to just say, like, I don't know, man, he's an asshole. I don't think he's that, like, he's not feeling you that much, you know, so. Whatevs. As I walked away, I had a thought. Maybe all men are a drug. Sometimes they bring you down. And sometimes, like now, they get you so high. That was beautiful. But, I, you know, um... Even though everyone's just like so, except for my girl Heather over here, everyone's so anti-big. Let's just remember who saved Carrie from herself, basically, when she got her ass slapped by Alexander Petrosky. Okay? That was accidental, Lauren. Whatever. We haven't talked about the, we haven't talked about the Russian. He, also, so I, I love Mikhail Gorbachev. Brishnikov. Yeah. <laughs> Mikhail Gorbachev was... <laughs> The last president of what was known as the USSR. Oh, my. (laughs) Megan, when you're out of this, you're going brown because. Shelter in place brain. It's not all the way there. And the blonde strings. I'm a fan of the Zoe Zabelli dancer. However. Yes. But you thought he was Gorbachev, who has a. You know, Gorbachev had the big, like, birthmark on him. Because <laughs> I said it, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I, thought he, um, I thought he kind of made sense in the in the way that he was from a different place, so it wasn't so New York, right? And he, like, brought this, like, cultural, older, like, player kind of vibe to the mix that made her feel, like, sexy. But then, like, at the end of the day, yeah, it was like, you're getting ignored in a city that's not yours. And it was a good moment because, as we touched upon previously, she, for most of the show, was kind of a narcissist. And so, for once, somebody didn't think she was that interesting. Yeah. Challenging. Do you mean when Bing left her at the altar in the movie? No, but like thinking we're we're talking about Mikhail Gur- Mikhail Gorbachev over here. Um, Alexander Petrovsky, like she he he she's kind of like a plaything. Like he wants her to like uproot her life as a narcissist that he was. She goes all the way out to France, like you know. Before she leaves, Big's trying to say like you're the one, blah blah. blah. She's just like fuck you. That was a great. I will say that moment still holds up when she's like, it's never different, you know, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She goes out there and then it's like she she can't even have her fucking book party because he's such a narcissist, needy bastard that he's like, I need you by my side. Like, we've Don't all met I- men like that in our lives, right? Like, we've all had that partnership where someone's like, Sublimate yourself. I need you to make me feel better about me and tell me how great I am. And they're losers. And so she goes out there. And then the most amazing man, a.k.a. Big, goes and saves her. 
It's amazing. He's the best guy ever. I love well, him. Well, that's a nice. I liked the scene with the friends where he comes into the coffee shop and Miranda gives him the uh, go get our girl or whatever she says. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that was cute. But that's my point. Is big as a narcissist, too. <gasps> no, he's not. He's just really hardworking. No. <laughs> what about his heart attack? He had problems, okay? Uh, but no, he is. I mean, the episode where. Uh, Carrie was gonna go, got invited to his engagement party and like didn't go, but shows up at the plaza when he's leaving with Natasha, and she's like, "I just have to know why her, not me." Yeah, because she's which, by the way would be, which by that, the way would be absolutely insane in real practice. I mean, but, but not, yeah, you swear to invite Max Boyfriend to my engagement party, fuck off, and then have a conversation outside of your car as you're leaving with the with the current fiance in the car watching you. Yeah. I haven't talked about Natasha. Ooh. You mean Mrs. X Tom Brady? <sighs> Don't get me. God, I'm so triggered right now. <laughs> this is like so many, like, it's a convergence of things that just trigger me. Um, do you want the floor? Do you want to speak on Natasha? I, I like Natasha, actually. You and I, I love would. Here. You would. I, d- I did, and I kind of identified with her a little bit. <laughs> no, you are so not Nat- Natasha's. Natasha's like a. You're gonna stand next to me because you're pretty. That's not true. She's doing her foundation work and other stuff. She was helping the community. Shalini. She, not, she never did. She never hurt Carrie. Shalini. I am so disappointed in you right now. Am I wrong? You are wrong. Maybe she had her foundation work. Natasha. I see. Carrie never cheated. Uh, I mean, sorry, Natasha uh, never cheated. Oh, I wonder why um, Shalini is feeling so passionate about this Miss Philanthropy in the corner. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I just like I just feel like sympathetic to Natasha, who was boring, but you're not boring. But like, she just—I'm not saying she, she deserved to be. Sense for big because big such a. Easy person that she doesn't take up as much space as he does. Like that's. But he's Le Big Mac. Remember when they were gonna go to France together, and then she throws the Big Mac at the, the wall, like with her fucking stupid beret on. God, why do you like this person? Oh, that's right. (laughs) That was another scene where you'd be like, "Uh, maybe you were being a little, a little extra. Yeah, just a tad. Okay, I mean, there's so many like extra moments. Um, though the one, the only time I ever felt bad for Natasha is when Carrie inadvertently broke her nose. Her, yeah, her tooth or something. She fell down the stairs, right? That's yeah. the one time I felt like she was a real, like, Natasha. was sneaking out. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the one time I'm like, yeah, that really would happen because, yo, if I fucking caught that shit, it would be on and popping. You better fucking hope that you get away from me or break my nose, because... Mm-mm. No. Well, the big Mm-mm. theme within Sex and the City too was about soulmates, right? And they did a whole thing about like, yes, maybe our friends are our soulmates, and guys are just people we have fun with. And um, but then she totally reverses I, that stance, don't you think so, Heather? Like, didn't Carrie just kind of like she said shit like that? But then ultimately, no, she always picked her relationships over her friends, and I, that's another reason why I think she's an unsympathetic like. Like, main character. She's kind of not a feminist, if you really think about it. She kind of sucks. 
Well, yeah. In retrospect, the creator has said that, like, with her ending up with Big wasn't what they anticipated when they, you know, because it didn't fit the theme of the show, which was that they could date and live their lives and not feel a pressure, a societal pressure. To settle was- down or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I, I think- and also, I do think that women lead characters get a different lens than the male lead characters who mm-hmm. aren't likable, right? Because they even said, like, there was all the drama with... um Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Which apparently is still a thing. It's very real. Yeah. But like they they were, you know, saying, well, there's never stuff like this doesn't come out on sets with like the Sopranos, right? I or was that's like- so weird, Heather. In my head, I was like thinking about how myself included, we all love Tony Soprano. He to some people, he was a weird sex symbol of sorts because of the power and stuff like that that he wielded and he's such a shithead but and a murderer and like all this stuff but he had a but he's a man so therefore it's like yeah yeah you can get on board with a male character who's unlikable a lead but Mm -hmm. for to get on board with a female who's unlikable is a different kind of experience i think totally totally i do agree i would i would agree with them for saying that that's an interesting perspective. Like the double standard we we even as women have uh, viewed media through a patriarchal kind of lens. And I mean, let's be real. Even though it's strong female leads, it was written by gay men. Like yeah. Michael Michael Patrick King is still a man, and so he's he's making female character arcs in. An idealized like way. Absolutely. Get up women in the writers' room, right? So right. It's like at least they had that, and then that. Absolutely. I think she wrote for the New York Post, maybe. Oh, I don't Candace. Remember. Yeah, Candace. Right. Or Daily News. One of or those. Or Daily two News. Lives. Yeah, Candace. Um, Bushnell. Bushnell. They bought her columns for like not a crazy ton of money for considering how big the show got. Um. But, like, it's just kind of, yeah, the perspective on that. Because even she, back to the big stuff, she had said, like, Carrie would, like, I never would have ended up with the guy who influenced Big. But I think everybody just liked, not everybody, but I think a lot of people just liked that storyline. and People with taste liked Big. Yeah. People, tastemakers, and visionaries liked Big. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that ever, there's always, not always, but on this show, I think they all were faced with, like with uh, Miranda, mm-hmm. Steve cheats on her, right? And so her whole thing is, do you go back to somebody who cheated on you? She's she's living this life that she didn't expect to have either, right? She's she also, but also let's be real. She, Miranda, although I love her, she is also a narcissist and I'll tell you why. In her mind, because of her accomplishments and stuff like that, she felt like she had and because he chased her for the longest like she's like i'm not in that into you i just like fucking you for the longest time and then she gives in so she almost feels like hey man you better keep worshiping me because i slummed it to you know i slummed it for you and it actually is more of a commentary about i'm not saying cheat on people or anything like that but that was actually a good character, like, arc, because I think Miranda needed to be, like, cut down a few pegs, like, 
you're so into you, like who you are, what you've accomplished. But like, if you're going to be in the one thing I've, I've learned recently, if you're going to be in a partnership, like a solid partnership, it does. Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this shit out loud. It turns into like a, a we, like not a me. And you can't ever like, you can't be like, I'm the smarter one. I'm hot, blah, 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 or you're going to lose. And in a way, well, it's a good... Or you're like Samantha, where it changed, the, the relationship changes you, right? Like, first she has Richard, who she's like... She loved that. Brother. That was the only challenge she ever had. Only challenge she ever had. Mm-hmm. And it changed her. So when she met, met Smith Jared, um, some dude who's like 15 young, years younger than her really challenged her in another way, where she... Because she's actually feeling for the first time in her whole life and I thought they, I thought they did a nice job with the when she had sex with Richard when she was dating Smith in the bathroom and how oh, yeah. that the party. Felt. oh the and the go- the gossip column the male gossip dude was like yeah. caught them. And Aiden and Aiden and Carrie broke up again yeah oh my god I'm so fucked can we do, can we do, would you swipe right or left for the guest, the celeb guests? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. You want to, you lead this I'm one, Heather. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. All right. Obviously pretend those of us that are partnered, we're not partnered when you're doing this. Okay. Hypothetical. John Bon Jovi pops up. But he, what was his story, character? Backstory, backstory to him. He was, Carrie started going to therapy over big. Oh, that's and right. She sit, and she's sitting in the waiting room of that's her therapist right. and he's the appointment before. So they kind of make eyes when he leaves and then they end up going out that's and hooking right. up. And then it gets revealed after they hook up that like he tends to gravitate towards women like her and then she gravitates towards unavailable men like him. So that is a great one for me. I'll answer first because I will. Um, it was really hard for me. As and Heather, you might feel the same way because Heather and I are both like psycho, like music people. Um, and it's hard when he was on that show briefly, that episode. I will never not look at him as John Bon Jovi. So mm-hmm. I loved John Bon Jovi, the, the, the singer, slash New Jerseyan. Um, like like King, not not on the same level as Bruce Springsteen, but a big part of our eighties like consciousness, right? Um, so I think I would swipe right. Shalini, would you swipe right, swipe left? Swipe right is the good one, right? Yes. You mm-hmm. like swipe right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, um, you really have been out of the game for a uh, while. I know. You're like, I've been out of the, the game app? for 13 years. Guys, oh, Jesus. Years. Oh, my God. Seriously? Uh-huh. I'd probably just swipe right off. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I could see you swiping right, just being like, oh, is that the either – knowing Shalini, she'd be like, it's polite. Oh, I don't want them to feel bad about themselves. Or you just well, technologically would be like, oh – and everyone, we'd be yelling at you like, no, that means you like them or whatever. <laughs> uh, so I would probably say kind of what Lauren's saying. I would probably swipe right because I would see John Bon Jovi. Yeah. It's hard to differentiate. Also, I tend to see the good in people. 
So even if he had issues and I know he just came out of his therapy. When are we going to get you out of that mode? (laughs) No. And I'd be like, yeah, but he'll be different with me. He won't be crazy with me. So you do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so over that I'm shit. So much today. First of all, I can't believe it's been 13 years. I have zero concept of time anymore. At oh all yeah, Corona brain's a real I thing. I can't. But not even Corona stop. brain. I mean, like, Dennis and Alexis's wedding was 10 years ago, almost. La 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 la. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I would. I I know I should swipe left, so that means I would probably swipe right. <laughs> you know what? That shows that you've grown. Because I feel like a few years ago, Megan, you wouldn't be I honest think, about I'm that. Say, I'm going to say on him that I would go left just because he's too pretty. Yeah. That, uh, I can't do the like super attractive, but like in a pretty like conventional way, even though I do respect and love the 80s music. And yeah. like, I'm sure Johnny Bon Jovi is a great time. I bet, like, great, yeah, I bet he's I just, a great. I bet he's a great. I saw him with his perfect hair and like the whole thing that I'd probably be like. Eh. Also, I'd liked him better with the long '80s hair, kind of like I love. Well, actually, I I still I'm never giving okay, you a Tom, Tommy Lee different band, obviously, but Tommy Lee tweaked my nipple once at a nightclub, <laughs> and I'm still not over it. And Tommy, I know you just got married, but yeah, I'd swipe right on you still. Yeah. Okay, next one. Next one. This is good. I like this one. (laughs) Next one. David Duchovny. Reminder. Reminder. Big ass dick. Doesn't he have a big dick? Don't we know that? We we... know that. He's also a sex addict. Oh, then swipe right. (laughs) Yeah, so so he shows up. Because she didn't go to her uh, high school reunion, That's and right. then he had hit her up when he was in New York, and she went to meet him for a drink at a bar and was like, But isn't he, like, suicidal? Is that my memory? Like, he was, like, suicidal or something? He was in a mental facility. So then she went to visit him <laughs> in the mental facility. Big dick, Maxson, sex Maxson, addict, if swipe just, right. If you just saw him on an app, I'd be all about the swipe right. I'm, swi- the I'm swiping. I'd be left. I'd be so. He's not my type at all. I at all. Left. Okay, Hard Megan. Left. What about you, Shalini? Left. Absolutely. Don't find him attractive. <laughs> Hard. No. 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 Do Heather and I need to like become roommates and just like? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just like on a vibe right now. I love it. Okay, next one, Heather. Blair Underwood. Oh, yeah. Swipe right. I love that chocolate. Mm-mm. Yes. L- uh, fucking. Ooh. Yeah. Well, L.A. Law. He w- Why do I feel like we've been talking about L.A. Law? <laughs> In the last well, episode. Last, uh, I've been drinking. Last episode, we were talking about Harry Hamlin, L.A. Law alum. Blair Underwood gets that right. Yes, chocolate. I, the only chocolate I like is men. I go left, but... He- he just doesn't fit in my catalog. Yeah, I like him. I'd go right. But I liked how they introduced him on the show, too, that Miranda didn't want, like, to be at the meeting, the board meeting. And I think this oh, happens, yeah. too, where, like, she, like, didn't want to be there, wanted to rush it, wanted to get back to her baby. And then he walks in, and she's like, whoa, 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 hit the brakes. Let's talk to this guy, right? And he um, shoved a fucking tampon up Steve's nose. Yeah. <laughs> and we he just had that like swagger and the whole thing, but he also was an attempt on their sex. They were getting a lot of shit that they had no diversity whatsoever on that show, and it took place yes. in New York. 
Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about that being the brown girl here. Yeah. How do you? One of the only, I think, brown people that any of the women dated. Well, Harry Goldenblatt wasn't really white, was he? No, he was. Well, we're Jewish, but we still have Jewish. But he looked like he was like Hispanic or something. No, Harry. His name was Gold. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. I just like to (laughs) record to show a few things right now before we go on. Heather, by the way, this is the greatest game. And also, if I was a lesbian and you were a lesbian, I think I know who my partner would be. But (laughs) on top of that, um, let the record remind you that so far we have Megan Mikhail Gorbachev. And now we have Megan saying that a Jewish man is, oh my God, Megan, thank you. Keep, keep giving us the hits. Keep drinking. Jewish is a religion. It's not a nationality. Some people think of it as, uh, there's debates with that, but we're not, we're going to go. Brown yeah, like there, there, person there of color, person. Jews, there are Italian yes. Jews, there are black Jews. Wait, wait, know? wait, Megan, are, do you want to tell me about Judaism? Let What do you know? Let's I'm talk about it. Uh, I want to learn about Judaism. I went to. No, I was I'm raised saying, as a conservative Jew. What do you want? I'm yes, Sephardic. Not be wrong. Yes, Megan, I know there's Sephardic Jews. I. I know. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, I will say that was one of the things that made it harder to relate to the show because they were not meeting any that. non-white people. So Shalini, other than Blair Underwood, which felt so forced, right? So like, oh, we need diversity. I want to ask you this question. Thank you for bringing that up. But as a person of color yourself, who yes. is inundated with a media space that it tends to always um, go towards caucasian not just caucasian people reality tv it's not just caucasian people it's either the the gutter of caucasity or it's like rich white people reality tv and then um sitcoms except for you know the rare exceptions like i don't like to bring up bill cosby (laughs) we're we're doing so good um but you you understand what i mean like is it hard for you at times to connect with these shows and stuff like that being a person of color and not feeling represented yeah so I think about that a lot especially Mm -hmm. since I have a little girl and I think about what she's going to be exposed to and um, we're dealing with this right now so not to go off too off topic but I had Barbies when I was a kid so they were beautiful and blonde blonde and brunette women like you and I look nothing like those Barbies and I I remember wanting to look like yes everyone I just want to put it out there I do look like Barbie you do absolutely Um, so right but they look way more like you than they look like me right right? and um so I intentionally held off on getting our daughter Barbies because I didn't want her to kind of have those kinds of conditions representation um, issues yeah that I did and so we just broke down and I got them because now they have brown Barbies and they have career Barbies so she got a dentist a doctor and a brown (gasps) (laughs) shouts to Mattel get it together booze love it we but, you know, now they have shows. So it's funny. Um, I just started a show last night, which is kind of the Indian version of Sex and the City. And it's called Four More Shots, Please. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say that they're trying to do the Shaws of Sunset thing with. India. No, I can't. No, it's like it. a it's a scripted show, um, you know, whatever. Um, but it's it's like they speak in Hindi most of the show and it, you know, has, um, subtitles. But it's very progressive. One of the characters is bi and they live in India and 
Which that's pretty big for it's, your it's culture, huge. right? It's huge. And I was watching it last night and I was thinking, and I knew we were going to have this um, talk today. And I was like, wow, it, it would have been amazing when I was younger to have something like that and to see someone dealing with issues like I was dealing with on screen. So I knew when I was watching Sex and City, I loved it. And I did, there were so many parts of me, given where I've grown up, that I could connect with some of those characters. But and those a, aspirational oh, things that you were connecting to, but there was probably still a disconnect. Absolutely. There were a lot of things that I think that my friends and I were dealing with, my brown friends and I, that right. we were dealing with that we could not relate to the show at all. So that's why when I say it was aspirational, it was very much like over here. Right. Like, no, no, no. So was someone, before going back to our uh, swiping right, swiping <laughs> left segment, which, by the way, to my future lesbian um, partner, Heather, who I think I'm in love with even more now. Um, so, like, was someone like Mindy Kaling becoming, like, a prominent person or Hassan Minhaj, who uh, would would swipe right on Ms. Hassan? <laughs> Oh, Absolutely. Knows. All day. Um, you see very, Davis. Let's go. Very. Oh, and yeah, he did. Um, mm-hmm. very horned up for Hassan. Uh, was like, was was Mindy Kaling when she started to rise to prominence? Was that a game changer? And the Mindy Project was that like a big game changer for your community? It, it was because she was Indian, but she, she got her face. She lightened her skin, and she got a total different face. Did that, well, yeah. that and she was like a dorky character she wasn't like this beautiful superstar like you see all these caucasian actresses but you do have right. priyanka we do have now right so i think so many things um and i know pranil and i have talked about this many times mm-hmm. that so much of indian culture and indian actresses and actors is becoming more mainstream comics right like mm-hmm. it's huge um so it it's it's comforting. It's um, exciting. Um, we're just so happy that our kids will have those kinds of role models to look up to, and they just feel represented, right? And it's not something you think about when you're a kid. When I was watching Sex and the City, I wasn't thinking, "God, there's no brown people." God, I wish like right, you right. weren't like being like, "Oh my God!" Like I wish you you didn't, and I hope not, but you didn't let the fact that the social construct of like wealthy white you you didn't let that like kind of like block you from feeling connected to the characters you're just like okay just another status quo like it's another show about fucking white chicks like you know right i mean i took it at face value right right? you're like i enjoy what i enjoy and i understand that i'm not going to be probably represented anywhere here but you can still enjoy it but um something that i I love um, about Eddie Wong, the the famous chef slash um, he wrote Fresh Off the Boat and, and stuff like that. He did like a self-published book a couple of years ago um, that you can get on Amazon. It's like this, this little thing because for a while he was dating uh, a white woman. I think he was engaged to her at some point and he wrote this thing about he talks a lot about this whole kind of not if I'm, it's not if, not, um, Asian people in popular culture in America are non sexualized. You know what I'm saying? And like, I totally understood what the more I watched, um, stuff after he started to point that out, it gave me more of an understanding of, um, what not only people of color, but, um, specifically, people of Asian color um, 
are are up against like it's like Asian men are not sexualized. That's why I also really loved um, Always Be My Maybe. Like that was such a did everyone watch that here? Like with uh with oh, Ali Wong Ali and stuff. Wong. Yeah. I'm reading her book and she says similar things. Yeah, I mean and I think that not to get on my soapbox, but that's why we all have to um, use our privilege to advocate for people of color and uh, for more representation. Next person, swipe right, swipe left. Love this game. Bobby Cannavale. Is that how you say his last name? Carnival. Yeah. Swipe left. I'm not attracted to him. I'm not attracted to him either, but reminder for all that he was... He's now been in a lot of stuff, but that oh no, he's a great actor, out. just not. And just he not that into was, uh, Samantha's oh. hookup that had the funky spunk. That's right. <laughs> Which I've had before. It's awful. <laughs> Left. Uh, hard to say because he's Italian. I don't know. I think you could have an Italian moment with him for sure. What about those eyebrows, though? I could see you getting turned off. Probably. But, you know, I'm at a bar and I'm hammered and I meet some dude who's Italian and then we go off and talk about it. You know, I don't know. Oh, that's what you do? Go talk? I would give him a maybe. A little handy somewhere. I'm a guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. What was that? I clicked on the link. Oh. (laughs) As I said... Has happened to me very bad. So I'm swiping left. Shalini, did you say, are you swiping left or swiping right? Yeah, I swipe left. And and me. Heather, my my left. my emotional um, lesbian lover, you're going left. Okay, what? next. Next. Vince Vaughn. All the way right. Uh, you right. guys really are the same person right now. Okay. Even though he's a scary libertarian and it bugs the living shit out of me, I Megan knows this. I've loved Vince Vaughn for so fucking long. One time I fought um, Ambien putting me to sleep and uh, he was my uh, screensaver on my old Macintosh computer and I was sitting up like I am now. You can't see me. And I was staring at the picture of him as my screensaver and I was fighting the ambient, putting me to sleep. And all of a sudden he, I was high and he started to come alive in my room, um, the screensaver. And uh, let's just say it was a pleasurable moment for me and I love him. So swiping all the way right. Next. And uh, a reminder, a reminder. To and he's from Chicago. 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 He was... In the episode where they come to LA. Oh, that's right. He takes her to go see a house as their first date and acts as if he's this huge hotshot realtor. Um, when in reality, he's Carrie Fisher's assistant. Which happens, I bet you. Okay. I'm sure it could happen. So the, LA, the LA episode underrated. Wasn't um, Matthew McConaughey in that too? Yeah. Yes. yes. Meeting with him. So I read about that, too. There were, like, three people that turned that down before McConaughey said he would do it. It was, like, Warren Beatty. uh, Old Warren, young Warren Beatty would swipe right. Old Warren Beatty swiping left. So are you all, you're, Heather, you're all in on McConaughey. McConaughey. Oh, sorry. uh, 
Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn to the right. McConaughey. Yeah. I wasn't a big McConaughey person in the day, so I'll go left huh. on him. I know someone on this Zoom that was. Uh, yeah, I do too. Maybe she so wants to. Around. Maybe she wants to tell a story we'll one of these days. We'll talk about McConaughey stories, and we do our Hollywood uh, pod. And Gosling, God, you cut all the tea. Okay, Shalini, Vince Vaughn, right or left? Vince Vaughn, right. Did he get a right from everyone for that? Right. Swingers, all day love swingers. swingers. Uh. I don't know. Are we talking about like drunk, bloated? Fat Vince Vaughn. Still uh, fuck him. Not, and, I, and by the way, I'd go right on the drunk bloated. Me? Heather. I know you would. <laughs> Heather, we're sharing a brain and yeah. I'm not I'm like, scared what? of it. You have Love dark it. circles under your eyes and bags. and it's Even better. You've been up on coke for a week. I love you. You've been up on coke for a week. Totally no, down I can for handle you. that, but like the Trump bumping. No, yeah, no. no. Like I said, the only that. thing that scares me is the like libertarian like he voted for Gary Johnson, blah, 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 stuff. But um, facially, height, even the weird thing, how he's always holding his, like, dead hand, love him. <laughs> and I would say for this game, we should be looking at what they looked like when they were on the show. We'll all give them the And he looked scary. still, he like, so fat. Good. He was still good. That was prime time. I'd probably swipe right to match just to see. Like, he'd be amazing. Yeah. I love this. Good. So, nah. that, so he got all he got all right. Yes. That was a great game. Thanks, Hub. Yeah, well, we can do. There's three more on there. Oh, well, we already talked, about, we've already talked about them, but I still think they count. So we can mm-hmm. do all right, let's, let's do them quick because we're almost at time here. Mm-hmm. Swingers Connect, Ron Livingston, Burger. Mm-hmm. I Left. probably would have gone right on Burger. You I go think right? I would have gone right, gone mm-hmm. out with him once and been like, oh, what a whiner. Yeah. He, yeah. he looks like he has like... He looks like Burger is really like an extension of his true personality, and I don't want it. Yeah. Left. <laughs> yeah, he was such a little bitch on that show. It was awful. I don't um, like baby bitches. No, left. Chalini. I would probably say left too. I just feel like he'd be look look unhappy in his picture, and it would make me want to go left. You'd be okay. like, who wants to hang out with someone who spends the whole time like, if I wanted to like be with a complainer, I just like fucking like zoom with my friends and we'd all talk about how we're having our period like no thanks left and then kyle mclaughlin trey McDougal. right baby especially as Dale the twin peaks kyle. oh, twin peaks. oh trey that he's a doctor and just pictures yeah, I don't get horned up for doctors because I think that's like boy. a weird transference thing because my dad's a doctor, so I'm not like, ooh, doctors are hot. So uh, him as Trey left, him as Agent Dale Cooper, oh my God, all the way right. <laughs> I feel like he would have Bunny in the picture with him. Yeah, so no. <laughs> that would be like a left, sorry. Yeah. I also hate men that are baby bitches with their parents but to have a good relationship with their mom yeah it's okay to have a good relationship but like like making all your decisions in life because your mother and okay i wonder what shalini's gonna say no shade but shade but like you have different cultural i mean actually jews have weird cultural stuff we have some jewish men that's why i don't tend to or previously have not dated a lot of jewish men (laughs) i was like where am i going with this um but culturally I know that in Indian culture, it's probably a lot of like 
familial influences like what does my mother think uh, what does my father think absolutely i would say all indian men are mama's boys yeah does, and a strong does, statement i'm making right there and so does that horn you up for um trey or does that horn you down <laughs> that probably makes like i said she would be in the picture and that would remind me of all indian men and i'd go left <laughs> oh but she really right. likes you king of the anoraks and we'll always have my back. So yes. that's why we're married. We love Last you, King of the Last but not least, Alexander Petrovsky, Mikhail Baryshnikov. So I kind of have a similar feel, like, um, kind of like with the Bon Jovi thing, and I guess like the Vince Vaughn thing, because like Vince Vaughn just like transcends. Like I too, not to the level Megan was, but I grew up doing ballet, and obviously. Mikhail Brishnikov was the first uh, nutcracker in my life. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Russian Royal Ballet was like the shit growing up, right, Meg? Like they were the, yeah. they were the creme de la creme. And that was just like, um, so I loved him from a young age. Uh, me and Gorbachev, and I'm Russian. Um, but... Alexander Petrovsky is such a fucking dick. That's a toughie. If we're just going by Petrovsky swiping left. But if we're the fucking um, White Knight. Remember um, Mikhail Bershnikov was in White Knight with um, not Danny Glover. Who was the famous tap dancer? Say in the song Say You Say Me. Anyways, Mikhail right, Petrovsky left. Left. Strong left. Strong left. Far left. I could never, Shalini, I could never see you enjoying that pasty of a person. I just, I couldn't see you with a Russian person because we're just too pasty for you. And Heather, yeah. Heather, yeah. Heather, my I, I my lesbian I love. I go right on him. <gasps> if I saw, did we I, just break up? Yeah, because if I saw, I'm thinking if I saw like a couple of pictures and I saw his art, I'd be oh. like, he's, oh he's shit, like that would be interesting to explore. And he's older and he's cultural, and I'm on a <gasps> French kick, so like maybe there's the Paris connect. I don't know. Oh my god, my girlfriend. We just got back together. You totally reminded me of who I am. The creative side of me who's horned up for tortured creative types. Yes, I think, yes. I think I, babe, I'm so sorry. I'll never doubt you again. I'm swiping right. <laughs> and Mike, we're breaking up. I'm leaving you for Heather. Oh my God. That's one hell of a note. Mike's like, that's one hell of a note. She's leaving on a post-it for you. Yeah. That was great, Heather. Thank you so much for that. So let's just kind fun. of, let's do a, a a speed kind of like last thoughts on the overall premise of this podcast. I still, I would like to thank everybody on here because you actually gave me some perspective that reminded me of why I once really connected with the show. And so I don't feel as over it as that as maybe I thought I was when I started it. So thank you for helping me reconnect with the show. I 
think if we were all in our, if we were all living in New York in our thirties and we were all single going out, I think a lot of the themes would be relevant to us when it comes to dating and to the questions asking about men and relationships and Mm -hmm. the struggles and the thinking one person's your soulmate and then realizing it's not and finding another, you know, somebody else and realizing you can maybe have more than one and all of that. I think that that's very, I'm not even joking. That's profound because that's what happens. You think your life is going to be X and then it turns out. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that whatever you want your life to be and whatever your life is, there's nothing, you're no better than anybody else. Megan, that was beautiful. I really liked your answer. Shalini? Uh, So I think Sex and the City will always hold such a special place in my heart because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, you know, like we talked about today, a lot of the conversations that the girls were having on the show were things that my friends were not talking about. So it was kind of like... It kind of opened you up, maybe. It opened me up, exactly. I think I learned things from the show um, that I can talk to you all about today. So Maybe um, maybe you would not have ended up with the Anorak King <laughs> if you hadn't connected to Sex in the City and been more open-minded about, you know, dating and relating and mating. Maybe. We will never know. But Shouts I'm to so the Anorak King. We love and, the Anorak uh, King. He's going to – let's be real – He's going to listen to this and love every moment of reference to him being the Anorak King. <laughs> All right, Heather, what's your what's your final thought <laughs> breakdown? I, we didn't even touch on the fact that the fashion oh. alone is worth watching the show, even if they weren't talking. And totally holds, in my eyes, I mean, sure, it was of the time, but a lot of that stuff, I just major, major, major shout out to um patricia what's her name patricia field oh yeah yes patricia field a lot of them i mean could be dated but in 10 years they'll be back in style but a lot of it is still beautiful oh patricia field is a visionary and also you know who was a compatriot of hers and i know there was a lot of it vivian westwood for sure i mean punk rock like fucking psychopath like fashion designers they're they're such good spirits. Yep. And Darren Starr works on Younger with Patricia Field, and the fashion on that show is fun, too. So Darren Starr fun. used to be my second cousin's partner for oh. many years. Boom. Also, when I don't that's do the tea. Alum. Oh, that's another Wait, <laughs> that's who did you? I didn't even hear you. Well, <laughs> well, guys, thank you for being not just my friends, but um, allowing me a vaginal outlet during quarantine because I am in in shelter with a bro, 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 bro. And uh, I needed I needed this girl power. I needed this like feminist energy to like to smash the patriarchy. So I just really like to thank you all for giving me this time today. And it was fun. It was fun. Thank you. And everyone did such a great job. Thank you to my producers, co-producers, Megan and Heather, and our little our little intellectual rock star, Shalini, wife of the Anorak King. <laughs> That's three times, man. Dude, we need to break the stati- you know, the analytics. We need to get uh Pernil like down a peg. Cause it it you know that shit gets to his head. He is 
put him in his place. He needs to be rem- he needs to be Miranda'd. We're Steve, and <laughs> the king of anoraks is Miranda. He needs to be put in his place. We can replace you. All right, guys. This was the Stir Crazy Pod Hot Goss Sex in the City edition. Thanks for thanks for joining. Bye. Bye. Bye.